Can you hear me? Killer, I know you can hear me. Murderer. Destroyer. I'm in your head. <laughs> I'm in your head. If you can hear me, you're going to die. No! Try keyhole surgery. But here you are now, ready and aimed. One tiny amount of pressure on the forefinger of your right hand. One tiny amount of pressure. Of course, taking out a head of state isn't small fry. Oh no, I mean it takes skill, preparation, expertise. And someone somewhere clearly recognizes your talents. Look, just who are you? See, already life has changed. Questions to be answered. You allowed yourself to be distracted. So, me simply being here has changed things, hasn't it? You're a madman, aren't you? You're the one about to commit murder. I'm just here for the view. Actually, I wanted to tell you a story. Not now, if you don't mind. I'm a bit busy. The procession is still halfway down the mall. You've got time to listen to me, and then, if you want, still complete your mission. Oh, I get it. You're here to tell me that the person I'm going to kill, well, they're not that bad, really, and life is worth living and all that. Well, uh, let's see, shall we? How about I sit down and uh, I've got my thermos here. We can have a cup of tea and I can tell you my story. Then, if you still want to fire your gun, you can. How does that sound? Well... Uh, yeah? Yes. There you go. So... Let me tell you my story. Well, it's not really my story. It happened to a, a friend of mine. A very old friend. On the outer edges of an old town called Perfigium sits an old house. And in that old house sits an old man. And he sits and he waits. He waits for the arrival of his... Ah, and it sounds as if they have arrived. The old man waits in his study as his young maid as his young maid leaves her cooking and with patience and a calm smile makes her way to the door to let in her master's oldest friend. Yes, yes, I heard you. Maybe keep pulling the bell and it falls on you. Inspector Schaefer, Mrs. Schaefer, please do come in. The master is expecting you. Ah, good evening to you, Jade. Hmm. 
What is that divine smell? It's stuffed venison, sir. May I take your coat, ma'am? Yes, thank you. It smells exquisite, Jane. I swear the Empress herself doesn't eat as well as your master. Oh, thank you, sir. Very good of you to say so. I'm just saying it as it is, girl. Well, if you'd like to follow me, sir, ma'am, the master is waiting for you in his study. Lead on, Jade. Lead on, and we shall follow. I do hope he's got the firelight. It's a bitter night out there. They do say there's a storm coming, sir. A storm? Don't worry, my love. I think we'll be well protected from the elements in here. I was more concerned about my... I think your street urchins will be able to take care of themselves for one night, my sweet. Yes, thank you. Through here, sir. Mum? Sir, your guests have arrived. <laughs> Victor and my beautiful Jacqueline. How are you? Oh, come in, come in. Uh, thank you, Jade. I'll call you when we're ready to dine. Very good, sir. John, you old rogue. How the devil are you? <laughs> Not bad. Happy birthday, John. We were worried you were going to cancel this evening's little get-together. Oh, my dear, and miss out on a night of your companionship. Why ever would I do such a thing? Well, you haven't been at the sanatorium for days. Have you been ill? Well, I... Did you have a chill? Oh, you should wrap up warmer, you know. I'm fine. <laughs> really, I am. I, I was a little out of sorts, but I'm all the better for seeing you two. How are you both? Muddling along, John, muddling along. Oh, where are my manners? Let me pour you both a drink. Wine? Oh, yes. Some of that delicious red you make yourself. <laughs> now, let me just... Just a small glass for Jacqueline. You know how flighty she gets. Come on now, Victor. Tonight is a celebration. Oh, I think I know my wife best. Thank you, John. Of course. My apologies. Here you go. There. Let's drink a toast to our good friend, Dr. John Smith. On this, the night of his birthday. And wishing you many more to come. Thank you both. We should also drink a toast to old Wollstonecroft for departing this mortal coil and leaving me this huge house and thus the lifestyle to which I'm rapidly becoming accustomed. <laughs> <laughs> and leaving you a wonderful maid. Jade? She's certainly a pretty young thing, John. Well, yes, I suppose she is. I believe she has a young man in town. Young men never have money or intelligence, though, John. Perhaps you... Victor? Oh, but she doesn't compare to my sweet and charitable Jacqueline. No. So you like what I've done with the study? I've tried to make it a little more homely. I'm afraid old Wollstonecroft had an unhealthy obsession with darkness. Oh, but it's a wonderful old house. Apart from the curse. Ah, yes, the curse. Curse. The curse. Your beloved wife told me all about it. Bit of a family, um... When? Oh, uh, just after I inherited the place. You tell him, John. Well, you know how Jacqueline's ancestors, the Uttersons, founded Perfugium many years ago? Oh, how could I forget? Her mother reminds me every time we meet. You've married into the founding family, Victor. Moved up the social scale now. <laughs> well, the Uttersons were said to be a devout, disciplined, well, most of them. One of them, Sir Joseph Utterson, was, I believe, the black sheep of the family. A gambling drunk, he was said to cavort with whores and beggars. His family shunned him, so he built himself this house and continued his life of debauchery within these walls. Debauchery? Hmm. Doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> but then one night he went too far. 
He procured himself a young girl, plied her with brandy and absinthe, believing her to be one of his ladies of the night. Only she wasn't. And during their night of wickedness, she died. Her father, seeking revenge, slaughtered Sir Joseph and all his servants. And placed a curse on the house that whoever lived here would meet a similar fate. Oh, you have heard it. It's hardly the most original legend, my darling. Superstitious claptrap. Oh, Victor, you're no fun. Just think, the ghost of Sir Joseph could be in this very room. Boom! <laughs> I'm afraid my wife has the same ridiculous sensibilities as ever, John. Oh, I, I nearly forgot. Your present. Oh, thank you both. Oh, really, I wasn't expecting... Well, I wouldn't get too excited, old man. I'm afraid I've been rather busy with work, so... Jacqueline had to choose it. Bound to be some ridiculous romantic rubbish. I'm sure it will be excellent. Shall I open it now or after dinner? Oh, after dinner. My stomach feels as if my throat's been cut. After dinner it is, then. Uh, if you'll both excuse me, I shall see how Jade is getting on. Of course. Well, there you go again. Making a fool of yourself, Jacqueline. Fawning over him. He is not one of your charitable cases. And I see, my dear husband, that you are doing your best to ruin what could be a perfectly wonderful evening. What is the matter with you? There's been... Uh, there's been another murder. Oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was it the same as the others? Yes, another poor young girl. This one wasn't even... I had to tell her mother. Oh, Victor, I'm sorry. And was she? Like the others? Yes. All these years as an adjudicator, and I still cannot understand how anybody could do such a thing. And you're no nearer to finding the killer. No. He's playing with us. Playing? I hope you two aren't planning more games for later. If I remember correctly, last time, Victor, you managed to fleece me out of a great deal of money. No, no. Something amiss? No, we're fine, John. Is dinner ready? Indeed it is. Good, I'm famished. I swear I could eat a horse. Well, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lady should never arrive at the table unescorted. If you will each take one of my arms. There. Thank you. So, I believe you two were at the theatre the other evening. <laughs> Wait till I tell you about it, John. <laughs> Victor, what did we think of... <laughs> I know you can hear me. <laughs> and they kept breaking into spoons. And hence, when master passion in the breast, like Aaron's serpent, swallows up the rest. As you hear, John, I did not choose my wife for her musical interests. <laughs> But it was so ridiculous. This boy was just killing people for no apparent reason. And when one of the victims rose up from the dance floor and began to sing... Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't the only one laughing, was I, dear? No, I was disappointed myself. Would have liked some kind of reason as to his motives. Is there always a motive? Well, isn't that what you always tell me? Whenever I suggest otherwise, you start quoting one of those damn books of yours. Yes. I don't know. Recently, I've begun to wonder if sometimes those who kill simply have a different morality to the rest. Oh, come on, get... Ah, get
Get out! Get out, out! Wretched creature. Oh, did the poor kitty get in the nasty man's way? Poor kitty, nothing. I swear the animal is cursed. At night, I'm positive I've seen its eyes glowing as it follows me around, waiting to pounce. Well, if you don't like it so, I keep it. It was in Wollstonecroft's will. I bequeath my good doctor, the man who has prolonged my life for these last few years, my house, my maid, and my vicious little beast of a cat. Go on, then. Out you go. Now, shall we eat? Mmm, John. John, <clears throat> this is superb. Victor, don't talk with your mouth full. Oh, there she goes again, John. Sorry, my blue-blooded beauty. Oh, Victor. Would anyone like more wine? Jacqueline, you're not eating. I don't seem to have a knife. Gonna cut your throat. I must apologise. I'll call for Jane. No, no, I'll go and fetch one. It'll give me a chance to see more of my ancestors' workmanship. If you wish. But please, don't be long. Something wrong, Victor. What do you mean, old man? Jacqueline and yourself, you both seem on edge. If I didn't know better, I'd swear you two had some sort of mystical ability, you know. Uh, he is killed again. Damn. I should have been at the sanatorium. You wouldn't have been able to do anything, John. You can't save them all. Well, I might have been able to. No, John. I might have been able to... John, you are the greatest surgeon Perfugium has ever known. Your skills are renowned throughout the town. You have saved more lives in the last ten years than many would believe possible. But but there is nothing even you could do for a girl whose throat has been sliced so savagely as to make her head almost separate from her body. Even you could not save one whose chest has been ripped open and her heart removed. Her heart... Oh. Yeah. Have some more wine. I'm sorry, old friend. I do not know why this one is affecting me more than the others. In our professions, John, we see death every day. Oh, I am sorry. This is supposed to be a night of celebration. Victor, my ersatz birthday fails in comparison to the unnatural taking of a human life. I had to tell a family. I had... I destroyed that family. Do you know what that must be like? Well, of course you don't. You have no family. You and Jacqueline have been my family since I arrived here. You've cared for me and shown me love and friendship that I don't even know if I deserve. If I even try to imagine my life without you two, well, I can't. I'm sorry, old man. Must be getting old. Letting the job get to me. Uh, would you mind if I got terribly drunk? <laughs> it's my birthday and my house, and so I say we shall all get terribly drunk. And you can forget about work, Jacqueline can forget about the hostel, and I shall forget about my dark past. And we will have a good night, even if it kills us to do so. You're going to die tonight. Jade? Jade? I'm coming, Mum. Where are you? In the sky, Mum. I'm coming. What's that? Hello? Is somebody there? What is that? Who's there? Mum? Shit. Oh, Mum? Oh, that noise. Well, I'm afraid there might be some mice in the house, Mum. 
Unfortunately, the cat seems more interested in following the master than in catching rodents. Oh. Are you... Uh, I'm fine. Now, the reason I called you is because the table has not been set correctly. Mum? The table. My knife is missing. Well, that's not possible. I beg your pardon. I'm sorry, Mum. I mean, I set three places. The master, yourself and Inspector Schaefer. Three forks, three spoons and three knives. Well, then, my knife would appear to have vanished into thin air. Perhaps you'd be so good as to fetch me another one. Of course. I will bring it to the dining room, Mum. I'd like a word with you first. Mum? How old are you, Jade? I'll be twenty next month, Mum. Twenty? That's very young. I was working for the old master. Mr. Wollstonecroft? That's right, Mum. I joined Mr. Wollstonecroft's service on my fourteenth birthday, and then, after his death, I stayed on for the new master. And how do you find your new master? He is a good man, and very learned. He's not like the men from the town. He reads books. Books? Eh? Well. Is something wrong, Mum? Only you seem... Oh, here's the kitchens. I'll fetch you that knife. How much do you know about your new master, Jade? I know there is a mystery about him, but that's all. Maybe if you could tell me more. John Smith is a wonderful man. He's the kindest, most thoughtful man I've ever met. But Inspector Schaefer... Oh, except for the good inspector, of course. But we know where the inspector came from, don't we? I'm not sure I understand, Mum. Here's your knife. Uh, thank you. I know your master's appearance is, at first, off-putting. And I know that his amnesia can cause worry as to what Amnesia, Mum? What's that? His lack of memory. Let me explain. Dr. Smith was found wandering the streets of Perfugium ten years ago today. He has no memory of his previous life. No memory of who he was. Because of his physical appearance, we believe he may have survived a terrible accident, perhaps a fire. We do know that he is clearly a good man. My husband and I are here for his birthday. Birthday? But if he has no memory... <laughs> Indeed. This is not his real birthday. This is a celebration of the ten years he spent in our town. I did not know any of that, ma'am. Thank you. May I ask? Yes. Well, does he not know where he is from? That's correct. He's a man of mystery. And I know. I know how intriguing that can be to a young woman. He is an intriguing gentleman. Yes, he is. Of course, he wouldn't be interested in a girl such as yourself. Mum, I... Oh, please do not take offence. I'm sure a pretty young girl like you has the pick of many a young man. It's just that I know of a number of young women who have believed that because of his missing memory, because of his physical disability, well... I'm... I'm sure we understand each other. I think we do, Mum. If you'll excuse me, I must prepare dessert. Oh, good. What is it? Marinated figs with a raspberry coulis. The master's favourite. Wonderful. If you'll excuse me. Of course, ma'am.
Well, I don't understand it. I really don't. It's who I am. But to consort with criminals. Oh, come on now, Victor. We can't categorize them so simply. It is a fact universally acknowledged that those without homes or a decent family upbringing descend rapidly into a criminal lifestyle. Pickpockets, prostitutes, and the rest. But if we try and help them... Which is very noble, my dear, but why you? Why do you feel the need, with your privileged upbringing, to run a hostel for them? Perhaps because of my upbringing. Since I was a child, I've had it drummed into me that I'm somehow superior. Oh, so it is out of guilt. And I thought I was the one who always looked for motives, Victor. But I would never talk down to another merely because of their upbringing. Crime, crime, crime. Oh, I mean, what say you, John? I'm afraid I agree with your wife. I believe that all life is precious. I'm surprised you feel otherwise. I thought you disapproved of social superiority. It's not that... I'm not explaining myself very well. It is not what you were born into, but what you do with your life. The girl today, the girl we found, she wasn't a whore like the others. Now, don't tell me that her life was not more important. Of course it wasn't. The others uh, may have been... Be honest, Jacqueline. Who of us here does not place such judgments? We hear of a death. Our first reaction is one of sadness. We then discover that the victim was a prostitute or a member of a criminal gang, and we immediately, almost unconsciously, feel that it is therefore of less importance. Uh, perhaps, in some small way, they deserved it. Much as I hate to agree, agree I must. Perhaps it's a part of what makes us human. However, I do believe that Jacqueline's work is imperative. I must have read a thousand or more books in an attempt to jog my memory. I visited hypnotists and specialists, and only the Empress knows who else. And yet, still I found no way to light the darkness in my mind. But let's not dwell on it. Not tonight. Ah, here's Jade with dessert. More wine, Victor? So I said, fetch me everything on the menu. <laughs> they must appreciate your patronage, Victor. <laughs> Victor, are you drunk? What? No, 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 no. Well, yes, actually. <laughs> but while I'm standing... <laughs> just about. I want to make a speech. No, no, no. A toast. These last few days have not been easy for us, John, old friend. You have been ill and are no nearer to understanding what, well, what you are. I have seen, seen things I would not wish on anyone, and I don't just be in that blasted musical. <laughs> but, but tonight is a night to forget all that and to, well, let's have no more talk of death. Yeah, yeah. Or curses. Quite. Uh, or prophets. Prophets? Prophecies. <laughs> I think. And let us celebrate. It's good old Dr. John Smith's birthday. <laughs> Except it isn't, of course. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> John. He was drinking before we arrived here. You know what he is. <laughs> Blood! I can smell it on my hands! Victor! John, perhaps... Shut up! I don't turn to him! 
He doesn't even know who he is. Who are you, John, old friend? You can't remember. What are you hiding? And look at you. What are you? What are you? Dear God. Oh, John, I am so sorry. I don't even know what I'm saying. Victor, what's happening to you? I don't know. I don't know. John? Oh, I'm, so, I'm so truly sorry. Oh, please. I, I must have drunk more wine than I thought. <clears throat> please. Forgive me. John? I didn't know you thought this way, Victor. I don't. <laughs> it's as if something is in my head. Trying to... Oh, I cannot apologise enough, John. And you, Jacqueline? Do you believe that I'm hiding something? No, of course not. And neither does Victor. Do you, Victor? No, please, please. Your Old friend. Obviously under a great deal of pressure. The horrors you've seen recently must have... Well, it, it must be very difficult. But I assure you, Victor, I am not trying to hide anything. I would give anything to know my past. Anything to know what, who I am. I know you would. I don't understand why I... You know, perhaps I should seek medical help. I don't know. Now you're questioning my skills as a doctor. <laughs> no, of course not. No. I am sorry. No, it's, it's partly my fault. Homemade wine is always stronger. Yes, yes. Perhaps I should not have drunk so much. Oh, it's forgotten. The murders are making you see shadows where there are none. You see the world, or oh, no, you see people as good or bad law-abiding citizens or criminals. Do you believe that it's something in them that causes them to be this way? Perhaps because we don't know what I was, you find it harder to categorize me. But I do know you are a good doctor and a damn good friend. Why would oh, I wish... Please, let's think nothing of it. We should retire to the study. Oh, yes. And there's your present. Really? I assumed Victor's performance there was my gift. An extract from Portentum, no? <laughs> Just promise me one thing, Victor. Anything, John. Don't start singing. They say he sits inside your head. They say he sees you in your bed. They say he eats you when... What a strange verse. Now, what do you suppose put that in my head, eh? No. No, of course you don't know. You're only a cat. Now, let's see if the master's left some food for you. See, he sits inside. <laughs> that wind is really starting to pick up. Yes, it doesn't sound too pleasant, does it? John, thank you for being so understanding about earlier. Victor, you're my eldest friend. You helped keep me sane when my mind was empty. I owe you so much. <laughs> uh, and you too, of course. 
But as tonight is my birthday, I feel that it should be all about me. Enough talk about you two. I'd like to open my present. I'm not sure it's such a good idea now. Oh, come on. What is it? Well, it's, it's just tonight. Well, what is it you want more than anything, John? A bottomless pot of gold and dominion over all of perfusion. <laughs> No, I'm really being serious. Well, um, to know who I am, to know what I've forgotten. Well, perhaps this will... Oh, it seems silly now after everything else that's happening, but... What? What is it? Yesterday at the hostel we had a visitor, a remarkable man whom we helped. So he gave me these. What are they? Stones. Uh, Victor, your deductive powers astound me once more. They seem to be engraved. No. Branded. How can they help me? Well, it's quite simple. We place them in a circle and then take a glass and put it in the middle and... And? And communicate with the spirits. <laughs> well, if you're both just going to ridicule the idea... No, 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 no. I, I'm sorry, Jacqueline. It was a wonderful thought. And who knows? Science has failed to answer uh, our questions. <laughs> well, Victor, are you game? Well, why not? So, come on, darling. What must we do? <laughs> well, stop laughing for one. And that goes for you too, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> we each need to place a finger on the glass. Now we need to concentrate. On? On the glass, Victor. Well, of course, how foolish of me. Concentrate. What's supposed to happen? Apparently, if a spirit chooses to communicate with us, then the glass will start moving. He or she will start spelling out their name, and then... then we can ask it questions. Do you think the spirits will know who I was? Well, no one else does. Behind you, get a catch your friends. Isn't this nice? 
By my reckoning, your story has about five minutes before I lose my concentration and go back to killing people. Oh, don't worry. Killing and death is about to play a very important part in the proceedings. Now, where was I? It's moving. Spelling out a name. D. Keep still. Uh, Let me look at you. A man. Keep still. Here, wrap this around the wound. Now calm down, Jacqueline. We just let our imagination... A man at the window. The window? A man? Uh, Yes, a man at the window. His face. What did you know? His face, it was contorted. He was in agony. Your bleeding seems to have stopped. Victor, fetch your coat. Ahead of you, old boy. Where are you going? I'm a doctor. If there's an injured man, I'm... No, no, leave him. Jacqueline, you can't... Please, I beg of you, I saw his face. I know this man means us harm. Oh, now, don't be ridiculous. Jacqueline, sit down and wait here. We won't be long. He means us harm. Can you see him? This blasted rain. I can't see him. I found him. Where? Where are you? Over here. He looks in a bad way, John. Don't move him. Here. Here. We'll have to get him inside. Yes, Dr. Smith and my husband are bringing in an injured man. We might need you to prepare. Over here. Uh, he seems to be burned. Struck by the lightning. Yes, I expect so. Is there anything we can do? Yes. Fetch me some water and... What's that? Can anyone else hear it? What? Whispering. He's waking up. Good. Now, go and fetch... One moment. I, I, I think he seems familiar. You know who he is? I don't know. His face. Master? His face. Can you hear me? Who are you? His eyes. You're opening. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> well, that's nice. This really is a cheerful tale. Well, I never said it would be a happy story. So, I'm about to kill someone, and to convince me that life is for living, you're telling me a story about a group of hypocrites. Hypocrites? Yes, that Jacqueline. One minute she's all sweetness and light. The next she's having a go at the maid. Jade? Yes, Jade. And Victor. He's no better. You old rogue. And yet he obviously doesn't trust John. In fact... John seems to be the only sane one in the house, and he doesn't even know who he is. And as for that bloke they found, who are you? Death. He's obviously going to be another nut. <laughs> really? Yeah. Listen, friend, if you're going to tell a story, you should put at least one likable character in it. Is this a ghost story? It's a true story. So do you believe in ghosts? Don't know. But... Yes, maybe the ghost of Sir Watsit is 
channeling itself through John and that... Uh... <laughs> Are you telling the story or am I? Oh yes, sorry. Now then, the man spoke. And the word he spoke was death. Victor ushered the ladies out of the room and left John to care for his patient. The man's clothes had charred slightly from the lightning strike. With care, John removed them and wrapped the man's skin, when necessary, in wet towels to try and ease the pain. John was a good man who believed that all life was precious. But there was more to this patient. His face, the burnt clothes, and even the man's endless scream, all these battered at the barrier in his mind, threatening to destroy it, threatening to allow him memory of what once he had been. And then, the patient became still. John, exhausted from the work he had done, fell into a reverie. He sat next to the patient, his other guests forgotten. This could be it. After ten years, this could be it. After ten years, this could be it. Who are you? <laughs> Can you hear me? Hello? Let me get you some water. Where? Where? Shh, shh, shh. Here, drink this. Huh? Hello? Try not to move. Where am I? In my study. I I'm sorry, but do you know me? Do you recognize me? What? Is this some kind of joke? No, I'm sorry. It it it's just your face. It, it seems familiar to me. You don't know who I am? No. Do you know who I am? Don't you? No. Well, currently I'm Dr. Smith, resident physician here in Perfugium. Perfugium? Yes. Don't you know where you are? Perfugium? Oh, not now. I'm not ready. I'm sorry. I've never met you before. Oh. Are you sure? It's just that when you first awoke... Oh, it was my appearance, wasn't it? Uh, don't be too shocked by my disturbing aspect. I no longer am. To be honest, it's the one constant from my life before Perfugium. Every day I stare at my own reflection, willing it to... Oh, but I'm sorry, I'm not being much of a host or a doctor. How are you feeling? I have felt better. Well, you may not feel it now, but you are a lucky man. Lucky? Well, Perfugium is no longer a safe town. We're plagued by a murderer. Really? I thought when the colonists settled here, they based their society on what they perceived as a highly moralistic template. Very Edwardian. Terribly hot on morals, those Edwardians. And hypocrisy. Yes, it's a shocking affair. I presume you're not from Perfugium yourself? No, I thought not. Will you tell me about the murders? Why do you want to know about them? I came to Perfugium to find a friend of mine. Oh, you fear they may be dead? I haven't heard. Well, well there have been twelve murders so far. Eleven of the victims were prostitutes, and the twelfth, a young girl of only fourteen. They were all found with their throats cut, and then... I'm sorry, but are you sure you want to hear about this? Yes, that's why I'm here. Well, one of the reasons. Now, please, continue. If you're sure. 
The girls' bodies were also sliced open and their hearts removed. That's terrible. I know. And were there any other connections between the murders? I mean, were they committed in the same place, at similar times? No. The only other... Well, they were all found covered in green blankets or sheets, like shrouds. Green? It's the colour of death here in Perfugium. It represents the return to nature. I see. How are you feeling? I'm fine. This is all rather confusing for me. Do you really believe your friend to have been one of the victims? What was her name? No, my friend wasn't one of the victims. He must still be missing. Oh, well, perhaps I can help you there. Victor Schaefer, a very good friend of mine, is the local inspector. He might be able to find your missing friend. He was the other gentleman who was... Um... Others? There are others here? Oh, yes. They're in the dining room. Victor, that's Inspector Schaefer, and his wife. Can I ask, how are you helping Inspector Schaefer? I would have presumed that the murder victims were beyond the help of a doctor. Well, Victor's an intelligent man with great deductive skills, but, um... Well, have you ever had dealings with an adjudicator? I've known one or two. Well, they can be a little limited. Their investigations rely solely on facts that can be proven. I am a doctor of the physical body, but I'm also something of an amateur psychologist. Ah, <laughs> so I can see from your books. Oh, yes, my books. It's something of a collection, isn't it? Indeed it is. Each book in this room deals with the mind. I own medical texts written by highly regarded professionals. Here, um, The Divided Self by Dr. Julius Steer. Amateur scribblings such as... Um, ah, here. Man, Two Hearts in One Mind by Professor Summerfield. And then noted works of fiction, Dostoevsky, Stevenson, Welsh. All deal with what it is that makes us who we are. All trying to understand the human condition. A remarkable collection. The subject interests you? Oh, greatly. May I... Oh, by all means. No, it's, it's refreshing to meet another like myself. But do be careful. Your wounds are healing at a really quite extraordinary rate, but you may still It appears find you... that I'm mostly uninjured. Thank you for saving oh, my... nothing of it. Now, here. One point that required clearing up was whether the crime is the result of disease or whether the crime by virtue of its nature is not always accompanied by some morbid phenomena but this the young man did not feel himself able as yet to solve while reasoning thus he persuaded himself that he personally was secure against any such mental weakness and that he was capable of retaining his resolution and intelligence throughout his enterprise for the simple reason that the latter was not a crime dostoevsky a remarkable writer indeed so have you been able to profile the killer Alas, no. I'm not quite as skilled as these others. I can see that there are patterns, but recently I've begun to... Well... What? It's difficult to explain. I have begun to question whether indeed there must always be a motive. Whether indeed that a killer must always have a reason, no matter how twisted, to kill. But what other explanation is there? Well... I'm... I'm sorry, I've just realised I don't know your name. Ah, yes, well, I'm uh, a doctor like yourself, Dr. S uh, Sutton, Von Sutton. Oh, well, Doctor, let me ask you something. 
All these books here try to unravel the motives of why people behave in the way that they do. But what if, in some cases, there is no motive, no reason? Tell me, Doctor, do you believe in evil? Why do you? Do you believe that evil, as a concept, exists? Somebody... Somebody once told me that exposure to evil, even the smallest amount, can corrode the soul. So they believed it to be substantial, tangible, perhaps. And what did you say? Well, that evil is relative. So you don't believe in it, then? Oh, I believe that people can commit terrible acts, such as murder. But there is usually a motive. But not always. What do you mean? I mean... I, I don't know... There isn't always a motive. What if someone commits murder just because that's who... that's what they are? I see. You mean if nature, as opposed to nurture, has defined them? Exactly. Have you ever met anyone who could be described thus? I have met a number of criminals, killers in my time, but they usually have a motive. There's usually a reason that makes sense to them, at least, but... There was one man. He had no motive for what he did? Nothing that could be explained, no. He was a terrible man, responsible for the deaths of a countless number. I used to try and dismiss him as a madman or as... As evil? Yes, as a monster. It's far more comfortable to point a finger and declare someone a devil than to call upon your imagination to try to understand their world. Because your imagination is a reflection of yourself. Ah, yes. So, by admitting you understand them, then you must be acknowledging a similarity between yourself and the monster. Exactly. But what if it's true? What if, say, the man that you're talking about is purely evil? What if no amount of analysis or trying to understand would explain why he did what he did? He was an old friend of mine. Then an old foe. He used to call himself the Master. The Master? That name. It is perhaps best that we do not talk of him. Were you close to him? At one time, yes. So, presumably once. Oh, he... I'm sorry. I would rather not oh, talk of Of course. Him. I'm sorry. Anyway, I then began to wonder that if all those who had no motive, those who we thought of as evil, might instead be technically classified as insane. Psychotic, perhaps. A friend of mine, she was also something of an amateur psychologist, once said to me that the critical test of whether or not a person is psychotic is a lack of congruity, an incongruity, a clash between him and me. Of course, she'd had a little too much wine at the time. You mean there might not be such a thing as sanity or madness, merely a different way of seeing the universe, of seeing each other? Do you see me as I see myself? Or do I see you as you see yourself? When you see the colour red, do you see the same colour red that I see? Or is your red my blue? So, one who suffers such an affliction is merely trying to help the rest of the universe see the same colour red? Perhaps. So there is no such thing as evil? It doesn't exist. A man who kills because of motives can be questioned. A man who kills because he is ill can be certainly helped. A man who kills because, well, because he was born, fated even, to be evil, well, that is a true tragedy in itself. 
knowing you were evil, and no matter what you did to try to stop yourself... But may I ask why you have started to think this way? You say you used to believe that there must be motive behind every action. Yes, it is odd. Perhaps it's this house. I inherited it from an old patient of mine. It's said to be cursed. Oh, nonsense, of course. But well, since moving in, I have felt as if... as if there is a presence or something. Something is making me have thoughts that I'm sure are not my own, and yet... yet they feel right. Thoughts? Oh, I'm certain it's nothing. As you may have gathered, I'm suffering from a form of amnesia. I have no memory or recollection of my life from before I arrived in Perfugium. And when was that? It was ten years ago. I stumbled into Jacqueline's hostel. That's Inspector Schaefer's wife. She runs a kind of hostel for the homeless and deprived. Well, I stumbled in there without any knowledge of who I was or where I came from. But, um, well, look at my face. I clearly have some history. And your interest in psychology stems from this? Yes. I've been trying to discover what could cause a man to entirely forget his whole life. A traumatic incident of some sort, perhaps a fire, which would explain my physical condition as well as my mental one. Fire? Let's sit down. I will tell you, but you mustn't breathe a word of this to the others. They're my closest friends, and I couldn't bear it if they feared me. It's odd that I feel I can talk to you. As if we've known each other for years. Although perhaps it's because we haven't known each other for years. Yes, perhaps. Well, I well, I was helping a young lady give birth. She's been a patient of mine for a while and everything was going well. She pushed forth that new life into our world and I held him in my arms. A beautiful baby boy. So innocent his eyes weren't even open to the world. And as I held him I had this image, this thought that I could smash him to the floor. I could throw him with all my force and watch his helpless little body fall apart as it hit the ground, the blood splashing across the sterile white tiles. I could take his life as easily as I had helped bring him into the world. But you didn't? Of course not. Well, I could never harm anyone, especially not a newborn child. But, but why did I think it? Why would I? Unless it's some kind of flashback to my previous life. But then what would be my motive for such an act? It would be an act of pure evil. Are you evil? So you fear that despite everything deep down inside of you, you are evil. These fantasies, you fear that they may be representative of what you once were? I don't know. I hope not. I would almost prefer to believe in the curse. Ah, yes, this curse. Oh, it's obvious and clichéd. Many years ago there was a death in this house and people believe that those who live here will suffer from madness or fall victim to a violent death. And the others, your friends, have they been affected? Well, that's why I've invited them here. I cannot believe myself that I've been so manipulative, but I invited them here to see if they would notice anything. Victor, like I say, is a very pragmatic man, almost stubborn in his belief in facts and facts alone. Jacqueline, on the other hand, is almost foolish in her readiness to believe in anything. And has anything happened tonight? Oh, you mean other than the rather obvious cliché of a mystery man arriving in a storm? <laughs> other than that, 
<laughs> well, Victor suddenly turned on me earlier. He seems to be being affected by something. I, I actually feel quite guilty for inviting him here. The latest murder has affected him deeply, and I'm sure whatever's happening tonight cannot be helping. Also, he seems to be forming prejudices. He almost seems to believe that criminals are the way they are because of what they are. Nature, not nurture again. Yes, it's so refreshing to meet I someone. must ask you something. I think I know what it will be, but go on. The murders. Am I committing them? Well, I wouldn't want to be the I can see you're an intelligent man, Doctor. And I'd have been most surprised if that most obvious of conclusions hadn't occurred to you. Here I am, a man with no memory of what I once was. A man who fears that something may be happening to him. A man almost morbidly obsessed with the concept of evil and what motive man might have for murder. And a terrible wave of murders are currently being committed by one can only assume a madman. Well, if I am the clichéd man from nowhere, then... then... I am the clichéd madman helping the inspector whilst in actuality committing the crimes. So how can you be sure that it is not you? For a while I feared it was. But then a few days ago I disturbed an intruder. A man, I don't know who he was, was in here rifling through that cabinet over there. I was so angry with him. I actually felt sick with anger at this creature going through my own personal belongings. I crept up behind him and raised a poker ready to strike. And then I froze. I couldn't do it. It must have looked almost comical as I stood there trying to regain control of my own arm, but I couldn't. He turned around, knocked me down and left. So you see, Doctor, it is impossible for me to kill. Well, that doesn't really prove... Well, maybe it. not, but it's what I believe. Whatever these thoughts are, they're not of my own making. And Victor's behaviour tonight is proving my theory that there is something in this house, be it a curse or a ghost. It's either that or... Madness. <laughs> See, the ghost doesn't like us talking about him. You know that, or he doesn't like your taste in books. <laughs> so, the question is, will you stay and help us? I don't know. I really think I shall be going. Well, the storm is still raging outside, Doctor. You wouldn't get very far. No, no, I wouldn't, would I? Of course, I won't press the matter. There are strange things happening, but I sure that we have nothing to fear. You don't sound totally convinced. No. Of course I am scared. I'm a doctor and a scientist and here I am talking of curses and ghosts. I don't pretend to understand what's happening, which is why I need my friends around me. And odd though it may seem, with us only just having met, I feel we too could be friends. I sense a likeness in us. Perhaps that's why I thought I recognised you. I feel we're Quite similar, you and I, Doctor. Perhaps we were friends in a past life. Oh, I can just about accept ghosts and goblins, but reincarnation. <laughs> so you will stay? I'd be honoured and delighted. It will be good to get to know... <coughs> John! John, what is it? Not John. The Master! Oh, no, not yet. 
Don't you recognize me? You? I won't do it. I can't do it. You think he's your friend again, Doctor? Please! There will be death in this house before the sun rises. No, I tell you now, I will not do it! There will be death, Doctor, and it will be of your doing. You cannot escape fate. And if I don't? All who hear my voice shall die. <laughs> John! 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 John. Oh, I'm... I'm fine. Why am I on the floor? You collapsed. Oh, <laughs> oh fine pair of doctors we make, eh? <laughs> Again, please don't tell the others. Jacqueline especially will only worry needlessly. I won't. I shall go and fetch them. Help yourself to more wine. Thank you. He really has no idea. Now, which book is my clumsy poltergeist trying to draw my attention to? Hmm? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, very apt. There. Very, very subtle. I heard you. Consider this your final warning. I will not kill him! You break off the deal, Tyrod, and you die. All who hear my voice will die. Die. Is John really this master guy? Only if we take the visitor's word as gospel. Do you always believe in what you're told? Such as this story? <laughs> I, I don't know. And it wasn't this master who possessed John. So someone else in the house isn't what they seem. Someone or something. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I must be getting obvious in my old age. Do you want me to continue? Yeah. 
Wait a minute, though. What were Jacqueline and Victor doing through all that? Waiting for John, mainly. After the arrival of the mysterious stranger, Victor had escorted Jacqueline and Jade to the dining room. There they sat, mostly in silence. Silence, though, was a difficult activity for the blustering inspector. Oh, dear. Here, Mum, have a sip of water. Calm your nerves. Jacqueline, you are panicking unnecessarily. I am certain that John knows what he's doing. I just worry about him sometimes. It's as if he's only ten years old. He can be so naive. Well, if that isn't the pot calling the kettle black, I don't know what oh, is. Oh, don't start, Victor. I just have a strange feeling. It's this house. You're letting yourself get spooked by a ridiculous curse. It's not just that. What was that man doing out there? Well, perhaps he was... I beg your pardon. I just thought... Jacqueline. You would do well, young lady, to remember that your place is not to think. It is to prepare food and wash dishes. I am... I am sorry, Mum. I will... <laughs> Jacqueline, what in the name of all that is holy has got into you? I... I don't know. Did I just hit Jade? Yes. Well, she's naught but a servant any... What am I saying? I do not know. You see, Victor, there is something happening. It's like earlier, when you shouted at John. It wasn't like you. Well, that certainly wasn't like you. It is like I say, it's this house. We have to tell John that if... Tell me what? There is something... Yeah, nothing. Nothing, John. It's... How's the stranger? He is quite an extraordinary man. We have so much in common. He's almost as intelligent as I. <laughs> yes. Well, he's going to stay for the evening. Are we to return to the study? Well, if that's what Good. you want... Because we were running out of wine anyway. Come along, Jacqueline. John. Jay, Jay, what is it? What's the... Jacqueline, don't look. No, no, it can't be. My cat. Uh, look, look at me, Jade. Look at me. My cat. Look into my eyes, Jade. I am your master and you... Listen to my voice. I want you to go to the scullery. Forget what you've seen here. Go to the scullery and fetch my new guest a light meal. Some cold meats or some such. Will you do that? I... Can you do that for me? Yes, sir. Jacqueline? I'll go with her. Is this some kind of joke? If so, it's in poor taste. Victor, it's, I... It's taunting me, John. It's taunting us. It. Victor, I don't know what's happening here. Look, but its throat has been cut. It's been sliced open, and I'd wager a hundred Imperials that its heart has been moved. I know. I was never particularly fond of the creature, but Jade liked it. Where's the stranger? Sutton. We're in the study, as far as I know. Well, perhaps we should go and speak to him. Yes. Let's cover this mess first. This curtain will do for now until... What? It's green. You're covering it in a green shroud. Oh, come on, Victor. Snap out of it. Let's go... Ah! What the... Oh, John! I, do, I don't think your host likes me! What happened? It's been a long time since I was attacked by a book. What? 
What has happened in here? Quickly, close the doors. Keep the ladies out for now. Dr. Sutton, are you all right? Can you hear me? And yet, when I looked upon that ugly idol in the glass, I was conscious of no repugnance, rather of a leap of welcome. Oh, dear God, the man's quoting Stevenson. John, <laughs> happened to Well, we were rather hoping you could tell us. Victor, please, remain calm. But look at the mess he's made of your study. I hardly think our friend here did all this, do you? Well, you're an adjudicator. Could one man do this in such a short space of time? You heard his voice. Come on, Victor, look at the facts. Face up to what might be happening here. What? Oh, never mind. Fetch the doctor a brandy. That's if the decanter is still in one piece. I think I'll have one myself. Thank you. Here, Dr. Sutton, drink this. Thank you. (laughs) Deja vu. Indeed. Except an hour ago, my study didn't look as if a storm had raged through it. What happened? I was attacked. Didn't want to have to tell you. Tell me what? I... I know who... I got some food. Oh, what's happened? John! John, you're bulked! I know. Put the tray down, Jacqueline. Victor, I think your wife would also appreciate a brandy. What? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Sit down, Jacqueline. What is happening here? I think I owe you both an explanation. I haven't been entirely honest with you. Jacqueline, Victor, you two are my closest friends, but the reason I invited you here tonight wasn't just because of my birthday. So you see why I need your help. You brought us here to participate in some ridiculous ghost hunt. Please, Victor, please stay calm. Don't you understand? I needed you to, especially you, with your insistence on facts and certainty. I needed someone who would not be so easily affected as Jack. You have placed my wife's life at risk. Oh, Victor, don't be so ridiculous. John needs our... There you go again, she. Why must you always take his side? You, in case you have forgotten, are my wife, not his. And you, in case you have forgotten, are supposed to be an adjudicator. You're also supposed to be... John's friend. Do friends keep secrets from each other? Sometimes. And who the hell are you? Why are you so scared, Inspector Schaefer? I thought you didn't believe in the supernatural. I don't. Something is happening here. At last, Victor, you're starting to open your mind. There is nothing worse than a closed one. Indeed. Now, please, Victor, sit down. I may be stating the obvious here, but something is happening tonight. The curse, the murders, my memory loss, they're all connected. Yes, I think they are. What? What is happening here is more than a vengeful ghost, much more. I'm beginning to suspect that myself. John, we should leave this house immediately. We can't leave. The storm outside is just as dangerous as what's happening inside. So what do you propose to do? May I make a suggestion? By all means. We are not children. We are intelligent, well-bred adults. Why do we not discuss this like adults? You said that there is a connection between the old curse and the murders. What is that connection? Well, the legend concerns an ancestor of yours and also bears remarkable similarities to the murders Victor is investigating. How? Well, the latest murder was of a girl mistaken for a prostitute. Just as Joseph Utterson mistook the girl who died for a prostitute. 
all those years ago. So you're saying that we are the connection. But how? How could that old curse be anything to do with this situation? I might be able to help here. Firstly, I think we can all rule out the possibility of the curse being genuine. None of us here truly believe in it, do we? Well, something's happening. This legend about a curse? It's an old family story, is it, Jacqueline? Passed down from generation to generation? Oh, no, Doctor. Victor, can you imagine my mother telling me such a tale? Hardly. Doctor, my family is very proud. They would rather incidents such as what led to the curse were quietly forgotten. Erased from history. Ah, yes. My family feels the same way about me. So, who told you the curse? Oh, Wollstonecroft, the man who used to own this house. I didn't think you'd ever met him. Only the once. He called into the hostel one day. And told you the story. And he decorated this house, the house he gave to me, in black and green. Green. I think I might be seeing what you're getting at, Doctor. There are too many coincidences happening tonight. Including your arrival. Hmm, yes. Looking for a missing friend, isn't that right? Yes. And would I be that missing friend? <gasps> what? No, of course not. Oh, come along, Doctor. Don't mistake my physical disability for a mental one. I'm not a fool. It's as you said, there are too many coincidences happening here tonight. And I am not one of them. Trust me, John. Trust you? We don't even know who you are. And do you know who you are? Well, do you? I mean, John tells me you've been behaving oddly, acting out of character, so to speak. I'm under a lot of pressure. The murders... Ah, I'm... yes, the murders. How goes the investigation, Inspector? We are making some progress. Really? According to John, you are no nearer in discovering the killer than you were after the first murder. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to the killings. No motive. No rhyme or reason. I can think of a hundred motives. Young, pretty women, jealousy, prostitutes, a deep loathing for the guilty, for the dirty, for the criminal, hearts removed because they never deserved them. A green shroud, a return to nature. Where else should nature's abhorrence be sent? A hundred Doctor. different... This is getting us nowhere. May I make another suggestion? What's that? If the storm continues, we'll all have to spend the night here. Well... I have two things to say about that. Firstly, whatever's happening here is causing us all to attack each other. It's causing us all to act, as the doctor said, out of character. Well, are we going to let it win? It? Oh, whatever it is. Are we going to let it destroy our friendship? Surely we should try and remain calm. And your second suggestion? This room is a mess. I don't know about anyone else, but I have no wish to go to bed tonight. In this house, not bloody likely. So let's tidy up. Let's do something constructive. Instead of sitting here, allowing ourselves to be manipulated into accusing each other uh, well, of... What about the cat? Someone in this room killed the cat. I think Jacqueline's right. Don't you want to talk about the cat, John? You were in the corridor just before we found it. Now, perhaps... Oh, was... Victor, I, I don't wish to talk about it because I do not welcome death into this house. We can all cast aspersions on each other. Yes, I was in the corridor, but who did it affect most? If I remember correctly, your words were, it's taunting me. What is it? Why you? Why would the ghost or whatever did it be taunting you? Have you something to hide? John, how dare you Jacqueline say Jacqueline is right. You're allowing it to control you. Then let's tidy this mess. How can we think straight when surrounded by such clutter? Jacqueline... If you would help me with the books, 
Doctor, Victor, perhaps you'd be so good as to rearrange those cabinets there? Of course. Come along, Inspector. Should they be in any particular order? Doesn't matter. Can I ask you something? Of course, John. Do you think I'm foolish for allowing Dr. Sutton to stay? I'm sure you have your reasons. He knows me, Jacqueline. He knows me from my time before Perfugium. Why won't he tell me? You think he did you harm? Actually, I think the opposite. I'm starting to suspect something. Something I've been trying to ignore for months now. What is it? When we came into the room, the doctor quoted something from Jekyll and Hyde. What's that? A book from your ancestors' time about a killer with two personalities. The evil Hyde and the good Dr. Jekyll. So? It was a comment by Hyde about how he welcomed the reflection of his ugly visage. And? I'd made such a comment earlier in the evening. I said to him how I welcomed my reflection, disturbing though it is, because it was the only reminder of what once I might have been. I still don't understand. Suppose... Suppose I was Hyde. What? Suppose I was Hyde, and now I'm Jekyll. You think you were some evil killer? Oh, that's ridiculous. You couldn't harm an insect, John. Exactly. Dr. John Smith couldn't harm an insect. Man is not truly one, but truly two. The good, honest, life-saving Dr. Jekyll and the evil, murdering Hyde. He is doing something to you. You've never considered that before. Think about your books, John. Motives, reasons, psychoanalysis. You say it yourself constantly. We are complex beings. I will not believe it of you. He's scared, Jacqueline. He's scared of me. He's absolutely terrified that I might discover the truth. What was I? What was I? Perhaps then it is better that you do not know. Your life here... The murders. I have to know. You think it might be you? Too many coincidences, remember? It's as if there is something inside of me struggling to break free. I have to know what it is. Jacqueline, I have to know what I am. What's that? It's a knife. A dinner knife. So, tell me, Inspector, do you trust John? Of course I do. We've been friends for many years. Listen to me. You have to get out of here. What? Something is happening tonight. Something evil. Something without motive or reason. You and your wife could be... No, you are in terrible danger. Doctor, I do not like staying here any more than you do. But the storm... Against the natural elements, you stand a chance. Against the unnatural, you will certainly die. Like the cat. The cat? It wasn't a warning. It was trying to provoke a response, trying to make someone react. Do you think it could be connected to the murders? Perhaps. How? Do you think it was John? I don't know. Do you? He's a man of mystery, Doctor. Who knows what motives he might have? Oh, I think I know the motives behind the murders. Do you? Yes, but loath though I am to say it, they're not important right now. Well, hang on. What? Time for some answers, Doctor. Jacqueline! Stay where you are, Victor, or I'll cut her throat open. He's gone mad. Please, do as he says. So, the Master makes his appearance. The Master? Or 
Is some of you still John Smith? I don't know of who you speak. Stop struggling, woman! Doctor, there's something happening to me. I can feel it breaking free. I can feel it in my mind, in my soul. Tell me what I am. Let Jacqueline go. She has done nothing. And have you lied to me again? Never. You'll tell me what I am, or the streets of Perfugium will run with the blood of innocence. I can't! If you find out what you were, then you will remember. And if you remember, then we'll all die. You will die anyway. I can feel him. Yes, I can feel this. Master taking dominance once again. Tell me what he is before it's too late. You're holding your friend at knife point. It's already too late. Tell me. No. Tell him, Doctor. Please. Go on then, John. Kill her. Tell me who I am! Would anyone like a brandy? I don't want another bloody brandy! Tell him, Doctor. I'll kill you if you don't tell him. Oh, John! Let go of him, Victor. Let go of Jacqueline first! I'm sorry, John. Look, Victor, I'm fine. Oh, oh, thank God. I couldn't bear to lose you. But what... It was a trick, Inspector. Wasn't it, John? Jacqueline. I'm sorry. Jacqueline? John needs to know who he is, Victor. We agree that if he pretended to, well, threaten me, that perhaps the doctor would... You put me through that. I'm sorry, Victor. Truly, I am, but... You put me through that for him. I'm sorry, Victor. You shut the hell up! Do you know what I do for you, woman? Do you know what lengths I go to protect you from harm? Do you? Well, do you? I'm sorry, Victor. How could you? How could you do? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Shh, now. Happy, Dr. Smith? How can I be happy? How can I be anything? I have to know what I was. Tell me, Doctor. Did I... Did I kill someone? Are you scared that I'll kill again? Am I killing already? I didn't want... Oh, she's done a good job. Manipulated the whole situation. The curse, the murders even. All for tonight. All to make me helpless. What are you talking about? Sit down. Sit down and I will tell you what once you were. Yes. Who was he then? Come on. And so the stranger spoke. He told him of two young boys growing up together in a land far, far away from Perfugium. The world was one of rules, a stuffy, class-ridden society. And as Jacqueline Schaefer had striven to escape her social chains, so they strove to shatter their own. They would run away from their classes, run free through fields and forests, Often, as they tired of running, they would sit by the river and stare up at the stars. They would talk of how one day they would be truly free, and how they would wander the stars and see the universe. They were united in their yearnings to escape and be free. They were, however, also united in their suffering at the hands of another. Another boy would torment and bully them, for he saw them as simply ants. One day the ants revolted. They'd been playing on the banks of the river Lethe when Tovik, for that was the bully's name, appeared. He wasn't evil, 
He was just another naughty young child trying to break the rules. He found the two boys sat by the river. Without warning, he jumped. He pulled one of them down to the water, grabbed his head and pushed it into the flowing stream. The child struggled, struggled vainly, as the water went up his nose and down his throat. Torvik wasn't going to drown him. He was merely doing what bullies do, seeking control. But, but what about the other boy? What did he do? This is where it all began. Usually, when Torvik tormented one of them, the other would sit and wait, helpless. But this time, this time, something awoke in the other child. A blind fury, an anger, sick with anger. Charged at Torvik, stopping only to pick up a large stone on the way. Torvik never stood a chance. The murderer pulled his friend from the water, and they stood there in silence, watched as the blood flowed from Torvik's shattered skull, watched as the blood flowed into the stream, watched unable to comprehend what one of them had done. The other boy being of a sounder mind, realized immediately what punishment they would face. But, but they had only been trying to protect themselves. One of them had taken a life. They knew that if they were caught, they would never realize their hopes for freedom. They would never see the universe. What did they do? They pulled Tarvik's body from the river. They pulled him onto the dry land. They covered his body in branches from the trees. Then, together as one, they set the funeral pyre alight. And together, holding hands, they watched as his body burned. They watched as Tarvik's skin bubbled and burned and became smoke. They watched as they sent him back to nature. And they were never caught? They were never caught. They returned to their homes as if nothing had happened, and as the years went by, the boys grew up and apart. They never once spoke again of that dreadful day. Years later, one of them left their home for reasons too complicated to go into, and he became known as the Doctor. He travelled the universe, always with friends, doing good wherever he could, perhaps in some small way to try and make up for what he had done that day. The other, the one who had smashed Torvik's head into a bloody pulp, became distant as the guilt and hatred ate away at him, gnawing at his soul. He too left their home. He too travelled the universe, but always alone, doing, doing whatever he could to survive. But, but something was growing inside of him. Evil. Wherever he travelled, so he brought death. He had no motives, no reasons. He was the master. And that's who John Smith is. And the stranger told them of the master. He told them of his ridiculous schemes and plans. His plans to control the universe. He had no motive. There was no reason. There was only one certainty with the master, and that was that he would bring death. He was, beyond all doubt, evil. 
He told them of worlds destroyed and families devastated. He told them of how the master would kill and kill and kill, of how thousands, no, millions had died at his hands. His once accomplice, his oldest friend, the doctor, became his oldest foe. And Dr. Sutton was this doctor. He was. Well. That's an awful tragic story. Stuff and nonsense. Victor, be quiet. John? John, how are you feeling? So it's all true. I'm so sorry. I am evil. I am fated to kill. Perhaps I was trying to make the universe see the same color red as I do. No, no, it's not true. It is, I'm afraid. You should leave. Jacqueline, Victor, you both should leave. John, we're your friends. I'm your friend. I will not leave you, not like... Like I did. But the curse, the murders, the ghost. Are you expecting us to believe that John is responsible for all this? How could he cause us to act so oddly as we did earlier? Because my... our race of certain telepathic abilities. I believe that as John's as real self... As my Hyde tried to escape this Jekyll shell, so your true beliefs tried to escape Jacqueline... You're a good woman and a wonderful person, but you're not perfect. You do so much good, but deep down there are darker sides to your personality. You have prejudices that try as you might, you can't control. It's the same with you, Victor. Do not even talk to me. You try to believe in fairness and justice and facts, but inside, buried deep, you also have prejudices. You believe that all those who commit crime are lower, baser than the rest of us. Well, I certainly if have, I do some have morals. these telepathic abilities, then as this creature, the master, inside of me is trying to break free, so your secret masters inside of you were doing the same. I brought them out of you. Well, I too have a confession. What? When I was a little girl, I, I once, long ago, and I do not like to speak of it, but once I stole some humbugs from the market. Oh, I don't think you understand. No, Doctor. I don't think you understand. You don't know what he was like. And you don't know what he is like. You speak of Draken and Dushan and a thousand other places. I speak of Perfugium. You can name a hundred people that the Master killed. I can name a thousand that John Smith has saved. Doctor, I do not know what it is like where you are from, but here, in Perfugium, our friendships cannot be so easily broken. John Smith is a good man. And as Hyde was separate from Jekyll, so is John, separate from the master of which you speak. The man you see sitting before you is a wonderful doctor. He grows tomatoes and makes his own wine. He enjoys the theatre and books and and the company of his friends. He's not fond of dogs or people with shifty eyes. <laughs> he has failings, and I wouldn't claim that he was perfect, but but he's a damn sight nearer to perfect than anyone else in this room. John, John, tonight has been a night of surprises. Tomorrow was also to be one. For tomorrow there's to be a party in the town hall in your honor. Many will attend, for you have many friends. So you see, Doctor, whatever is happening tonight, whatever John has to face, he will not, he shall not, 
face it on his own. Thank you, Jacqueline. But there is nothing we can do. Then, Doctor, I suggest you leave. Fate is coming for him, and it would not care who stands in its way. Fate will have to pass through me, then. And you haven't seen my wife when she's angry, Doctor. John. Doctor. You have good friends. And I have not been one of them. But I think your friends are right and I am wrong, John. Free will is not an illusion. We can't let fate decide our actions. Come on, come with me, all of you. If we can get away from here, then, well, there's a chance. And frankly, it's a chance worth taking. Walk quickly, John. I failed you many years ago. I will not do it again. I fear it might be too late. Wait, what about Jade? She's still in the scullery. Who? Jade, my maid. What? Oh, no. John, I fear Jade is much more than your maid. Yes, she's also my cook and my housekeeper. No, she's much more than that. We have to get out of here. I can't move. Something forcing me. Whatever's happening, we stay with John. Jacqueline! Silence. Except for the clock. Jade? Hello, sir. Jade? What... what is it? Please, sir. Now the masks have dropped, can we address each other by our proper names? We're no longer John Smith and Jade, his servant. You are my servant, the master. But... then who are you? Me, sir? Oh, I'm Death. for death. No. Death herself. Cristo. The stakes are high, then. You could say that. And then, with a crash of thunder and a flash of light, death destroyed our helpless heroes. <laughs> no, it wasn't that simple. Somehow I didn't think it would be. So, all the noise in the house had stopped? Jade? Hello, sir. Jade? What... what is it? Please, sir. Now the masks have dropped, can we address each other by our proper names? We're no longer John Smith and Jade, his servant. You are my servant, the master. But... then who are you? Me, sir. Oh, I'm Death. You know what? That entrance was even more dramatic than I'd hoped it would be. I do so enjoy a stunned silence. 
So much more suitable than... John, oh, devil. Your lovely bit of stuff seems to have lost the plot. And you, Mrs. Schaefer? No, why, you insolent girl? I should put you over my knee. And you, Doctor? I had at least expected some incoherence. But of course I should have known your name is Jade, and green is the colour of death, and there is too much death, and if only we could all just appreciate the beauty of a daisy, and perhaps I should play the my spoons. Except you don't do that anymore, do you, Doctor? Don't play your spoons, don't mix your metaphors, don't have fun. Too busy destroying planets, tidying up your previous mistakes. Dreary... Jade, I don't know who you are I'm or dead. what you want, but leave these other three. It's patently obvious that it's me you have a quarrel with. Oh, he's so brave, isn't he? Jacqueline? That's Mrs. Why. Schaefer to you. Jacqueline? Doesn't she ever shut up? Whatever you're doing to her, stop it. Say please. Please. Why? You've all had your own moments of glory. Forgot about poor old Jade down in the scullery, didn't you? I mean, I really think it's my turn now. Please. Oh, all right. Since you are so nice. There. Oh, oh Jacqueline. I'm... Shh, shh, everything will be fine. I won't cry. Won't give her that satisfaction. You're very quiet, Doctor. I don't really Not know... You. The real doctor. Let them go. Doctor, I appreciate you trying, but surely this is between Jade and myself. <laughs> oh, doctor. Didn't you tell them? Didn't you tell John why you're here? Don't do this. John, your old friend, the doctor here, he's not here by coincidence. He's here because he organized all this. You, your life in Perfugium. He's here because of his deal with me. He's here to kill you. But at least you have your lifelong friends, the inspector and Mrs. Schaefer, don't you? Well, don't you? Uh, I do not do this. Oh, by the way, Victor is the one killing the prostitutes. Victor! And Jacqueline is in love with you, John. Jacqueline? No. No, Jacqueline. I did it for you. All of it. And you repay me by loving him? Loving that? Victor, I... No! No, damn you, woman! No! Oops. Did I let the cat out of the bag there? So to speak. Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? John? Victor? Hello? Hello? Anyone? Is anybody here? I am. Oh, John? John? 
Who knows? Am I John or the master? Who knows anything anymore? Where are you? Over here. Follow my voice. Or are you scared of me? Oh, I'm bloody terrified. <laughs> me too. Never did like the darkness. What about the others? Doctor? Jade? Victor? He ran out. Do you think she was telling the truth? Well, you saw his reaction. What do you think? I can't believe it. it. Seems we all had secrets. Yes. Was she telling the truth about you? Do you? I... Yes. Oh, but how? Why? I... I always have. But Victor? You know my mother. Oh. She wanted you to marry handsome, upright Inspector Schaefer, not the disfigured man with no past. Why would that be, I wonder? I'm so sorry, John. If only I'd stood up to her. She was correct, though. You were right not to pursue me. How can you say that? I love you. Jacqueline, you don't know what I am. Well, you do now. I'm evil. No, no, you're not. You were once. But this doctor obviously has given you this new life here. Yes, and now it seems he has come to take it away again. Well, we won't let him. We should get out of here. Get away from Perfugium. Just the two of us. Nobody need know our pasts. We can't. We can. Oh, Jacqueline, I'm fated. Wherever we go, she will find us. She? Jade or death or whatever she is. And what about Victor? I don't want to think about Victor. We can't run away, Jacqueline. We can't pretend to be what we're not. Inside of us, we're fated. I am evil. Don't you understand? No. No, John, you're no, not... Don't you understand? I'm not human. I am not a doctor. I'm not John Smith. I am the master. I am evil, and I am fated to kill and destroy, but John, and my heart is black, my soul is tainted. If you stay near me, I will kill you. I can't help it, it's what I am inside. But I love you, John. Yes. Unfortunately, I don't feel the same way. What? I don't love you. I don't even like you that much. What? You're foolish and unintelligent. Your pampered aristocratic background has made you fat and prejudiced. You run that hostel of yours to ease your guilt. Your subjects call you the Queen of Hearts, and you lap it up every last worshipping phrase they utter. Why? Why are you saying this? Because it's true. I pretended to be your friend to try to have some normality in my life. I grow tomatoes, I make wine, I have friends, etc., etc. In actuality, I am not normal. We know that now. Perhaps we should all be a little bit more truthful. And in all honesty, you bore me. Now, you can either stay here in this house and die, or you can leave. But please, just get away from me. John! Alone. Alone in the darkness. But the darkness cannot save you. Oh. Which way? This way. Follow my voice. Wait. Breathe. Calm down, Jacqueline. You're made of sterner stuff than this. Walk. Walk. 
Okay. Ah! Look! What's that? Oh, God! Cat! The blood! Oh! The blood! Everything! Lies! Lies! Stop it! I won't let you scare me. I'm not a child. I do not fear the dark or, or whatever it is you are. Who's there? Victor? Hello, Jacqueline. Oh, I see you found my cat. Do you like it? I like the blood. Would you like me to put some on your face? Or perhaps in your eyes? You've been blind to Victor and John all these years. Perhaps he should really make you blind. Shut up! Where are you? I'm here. Time to open your eyes, Jacqueline. You must really like her. What? Where are you? Over here. You tried to destroy her love for you to save her, didn't you? Well, aren't you the great psychologist? So? So? Are you going to kill me? I don't want to. Well, that's very noble of you, but you're going to anyway. We made a deal. You and Death. Good friends, are you? Our paths cross from time to time. I wanted to save you, wanted to give you the life you never had. The life she took away from you. Do you remember when I said that I used to wonder what your motives were? I eventually realized that you had no motive. There was no reasoning behind your actions and that the only results of your actions were death. You were created by her merely to destroy. So why you? Why did you make the deal with my mistress? I don't know. Guilt, perhaps. Because I had never tried to understand you. She enjoys games. She came to me one night and made me an offer. I don't need all the sordid details. She said that she would relinquish her hold over you for ten years. For ten years you could live a life, at one with the universe instead of at odds with it. And your side of the deal was to kill me? When the ten years were up, yes. But I don't want to. I can't. Because of what you are? Life is that simple, then. You are good and I am evil. No, it's not that simple at all. But I didn't expect you to have friends and to be so normal. Normal is something I can never be. Did she do all this, then? Did she make Victor a murderer? I don't know. Like we said earlier, there are many coincidences. As if... as if everything revolves around those of us in this house. The killer could have been anyone in Perfugium, but it was my oldest friend. Well, John Smith's oldest friend. You're apparently the master's oldest friend. But then you're here to kill him. Me. Death manipulated all of this. But why? Why is she doing this? Game? She sees us as merely ants. You, me, the others were just playthings. So would it not be better for all of us if you just killed me? That would end the game. Yes. Yes, it would. By taking your life, I would be preventing the deaths of countless others. Well, do it then. Doctor, it's dark. 
I can't see you, but I can sense you. You're standing over me, aren't you? Yes, I am. And presumably you're holding the knife with which I threatened Jacqueline earlier, aren't you? Yes, I am. Well, use it then. End the game. Take my life. It's dark. You needn't even see the whites of my eyes. In my hand. In my hand. Sleeping. Victor? Hello, my darling. What are you doing here? Oh, just thinking. Time to myself. Victor, why? Why what? Oh, the whores. Oh, I killed them to save you. I killed them to save all the innocents. Well, Doctor, kill me. Make all this stop. But if I do that... You'll be no better than me. But it isn't that simple. If I live, then surely I will kill once more. It's fate. It's what I am. But that doesn't make it right. No, no, it doesn't. I've had a good life here. I've enjoyed being John Smith, citizen of Perfugium. And in all honesty, I don't want to die. But what other choice is there? What else can break death's hold over me? But it isn't your fault. No. No, it isn't. But if I die, others will live. Jacqueline will live. Do you... do you love her? She makes me laugh. She makes me feel special. She gives me hope. Yes. Yes, I, th I think I do love her. Then her hope might be our hope. How? She loves you. You love her. And what? You think love might be stronger than fate? As the master, you never once felt any emotion for anyone. My deal with death was that you would live for ten years as a man who saved lives instead of taking them. As a man who could live in a community and feel as if he belonged. Oh, yes, so you say. But there was no mention of love. Don't you understand? When you killed Tove, the lack of emotion, the inability to love, it grew inside of you. And she used that. She encouraged it, nurtured it. That was her hold over you. Lord, I think I do understand. It's a common trait among serial killers and the like. They feel dissociated from others as if they're constantly on the outside looking in. But if I'm capable of feeling love for another person... Then you are capable of changing what you are. You can break free from your servitude. You can have free will. You can have hope. Then we must move quickly, Doctor. We have to find Jacqueline. Let me help you. Thank you, friend. After all these years. Don't be scared, my sweet. I would never hurt you. Not after all these years of loving you. Keep away from me. But you're my wife. We love each other, don't we? Why? Why did you kill them? Oh, I had to. I'm an adjudicator. They were criminals. The last one wasn't. I know. She was a mistake. I'm sorry. But why? They are filth. They deserve to die. And their hearts. Why remove their hearts? Because they don't deserve hearts. They're not like us. You... 
You said you did this for me. Well, of course, my darling. Their blackness was tainting you. I know they came to see you at the hostel. They needed help. You could not save them. They were beyond saving. Nobody is beyond saving, Victor. Not even me, Jacqueline. There. Up ahead, a light. It's coming from the scullery. Jade. Or perhaps Jacqueline. Death might be tormenting her. But why? It's me Jade wants. Ah, but if Jacqueline dies, your ability to love dies. And you will become the master once more. After how much I hurt her just now, I'm sure she can't love me. So what does it matter if I love her or not? How could she be at risk? Please, John, listen to me. Try and see the bigger picture. If Jacqueline dies, millions will follow like a set of dominoes. Yes, Victor. There's hope for you. I could never... I could never tell you what I was feeling. You were always so superior to me. I worship you, Jacqueline. But why? <laughs> Victor, please. Hold me. I won't hurt you. I love you. And I, I care for you, Victor. Tell me. Nobody ever cares. Nobody. <sighs> but it's there in my head. Telling me... What? Telling you what? That everything is wrong. Everything is wrong, but I can put it right. Don't you understand? Victor, you're ill. You need help. No, 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 no. I'm the inspector. I help others. Do you love me? I... I... She said you loved John. <sighs> But you couldn't, could you? Look at him. He's disgusting. Dogs bark at him in the street. You don't love him. You, you just feel sorry for him. And now we know. We know what he is inside. The doctor told us. Ah, yes. Well, you shouldn't believe everything I say. Victor, my friend, please. Oh, oh now you want to talk to me, old man, eh? All these years, all these years of you keeping secrets, corrupting my... my innocent Jacqueline. Well, you shan't have her. She is mine. Victor, please, John doesn't want me. Inspector Schaefer. Doctor, you knew John before. Was he evil? He existed to kill, yes. So you can understand. You came here to destroy that which was evil. I was only doing the same. They were tainting our society, tainting all that was good. But that doesn't give us the right to kill. Oh, so? One rule for you and another for me. Get out of my head! Victor, please, let Jacqueline go. We can help you. Don't let Jade win. See, I love her, but I know she loves you. I've always known it. Victor, Inspector Schaefer, you want justice, yes? Yes. You want peace? More than anything. Then let her go. Jacqueline is the only thing that's keeping death from destroying Perfugium. She does care. Always looking after her criminals, trying to help them. More than that, 
She gives John hope. You give John hope. You want peace in your mind, but the only way you'll get that peace is if you let her go. But, but I love her. Please, Victor. I do care for you. I want to help you. Always so superior, aren't you? You and John. Always wanting to look after me and help me. But I'm not the one who's sick. He is. And he's made his feelings for me quite clear. I'm sorry, Jacqueline. I do. I want you to be safe. Victor, the doctor can take us away from here. He can help us all. Don't you understand, Inspector Schaefer? Death has been using you. Well, she couldn't have John. She travelled the universe, snaring others in her trap, making them act as her servants. You are not responsible. She is. None of us blame you. You are innocent, my friend. We're all innocent. We've all been pawns in her game. She's manipulated us into being here tonight. She created the curse. She twisted your mind. She ensured that here, on this night, all would become one. Why? so that there would be death. And when yours, Jacqueline's and John's friendship proved too strong, she created a sense of evil and dread that stalks this house. Let Jacqueline go. Let's escape the game. Jacqueline. Please, Victor, let's be free. But, but uh, I don't know. I love you, Victor. No, you don't. You love him. Yeah, you're right. Can you ever forgive me? Can you ever love me? I do. Care for you. Then you will stay with me as my wife. I can't, Victor. I'm truly sorry. But I will always be your closest friend. Then forgive me for what I must do. Please, Victor. Please don't do anything stupid. Don't let death win. If you can't love me, I can't let you love anyone else. Uh, no! Oh, Victor! No! Mrs. Schaefer. Who'd have thought it would be her husband who killed her? Why? Why are you doing this? It's what I do. It's what he used to do. For me. On your behalf? Yes, exactly. Are you sure? Are you sure you didn't work on his behalf? I mean, do you know where the boundaries were or are? Do you even know who is the master and who is the servant? Let's find out, shall we? Oh, John? John, are you in there? No, nothing. Nada. Zilch. Oh, but wait. Aha. Uh -huh. He's just seen his lady friend die. And we all know what death can do to people, don't we? Let's try something else. Oh, Master. Master, are you in there? I... I... Free. Free at last. No, no, that's not freedom, John. 
The master is not freedom. Oh, but it is, Doctor. This is real. This is me, not that sniveling, feckless friend of the people nonsense you put me through. See, I was right and you were wrong. Oh, do be quiet, woman. Neither of you understand, do you? I've been lost, submerged, buried deep inside my John's subconscious. I've been here all the time, waiting for the right moment to reappear, reassert myself. I think you'll find actually that I... You? (laughs) You? What exactly did you do? Nothing except helped him imprison me for ten years. Ten long, tortured years. Aware of my existence, but unable to fulfill my destiny. I rather fear death, or jade, or whatever you call yourself, that you are in error. What do you mean? You couldn't let him go, could you? You are both bound up in one another. And although we created the John persona for him, it wasn't enough. Wasn't enough to eradicate the evil. Evil? No, Doctor, I refute your claim of evil. Evil implies malevolence, a desire only to destroy. I crave power, dominion, knowledge of the forbidden and the secret. So much more than just evil. But don't you see, those things lead to evil. They lead to death, death for innocence and innocence. That's what I try to to subdue, to take away. Subdue? Take away? You wanted me neutered. You had neither the courage nor the good sense to stop me forever. And instead, you imprisoned me in perfugium. Imprisoned me in a lifestyle that is the antithesis of all that I hold important, of all that matters. But here, John, here in perfugium, you had friends, you had life. Something that you've denied so many others. Those which deserve to die were denied life, yes, of course. The weak shall fall. Or follow. You should know all about having the weak follow you, Doctor. I have my companions to ease the loneliness, Master. Your loneliness is what has led you to this, to a lifetime partnership with her. Oh, remembered I'm here, have you? Jade, death, what is she? An abstract universal entity given form to help play out this pantomime of a scenario, here to test my mettle, and yours as well, no doubt. I'm not sure who or what she is. Universal concepts are hard to pin down. So what am I, Doctor? Death's champion? Just as some claim you are time's champion? Both of us locked in a ridiculous crusade to appease intangible concepts? Ah, this discussion is worthless. I want existence back. My power. And I want my old friend back. Not my old enemy. You see friendship as something good, don't you? Of course I I see friendship as a weakness, a distraction, an excuse to give up, to never see things through to their ultimate conclusion. Why should I want friendships, Doctor? Stop trying to put your values onto me. Well, this is fun, but I think we need to bring this jolly reunion to a temporary halt. John! Master, I warned you this would happen. That if you let Jacqueline die, the Master would be free to corrupt and despoil and... Yes, thank you. That was the closing arguments from the prosecution. Now from the defence. Let me be free. Let me exist as I truly am. The universe needs me, and I need all that it has to offer. I am the master. That is who I am, what I am, and what I need to be. And on that note... Be silent, woman. 
I'm warning you. Well done. Happy now. Innocent lives destroyed and John is yours once more. We never stood a chance of making it through tonight, did we? Yeah, well, the deal, if you remember, was for you to kill him. Of course. I knew you couldn't do it, so I had to use these others. I'll make a new deal with you. Why? I want him, John, not the master, to have another chance. To see what, as the John who has lived this life with these people for ten years, will do when faced with options rather than givens. Well, let me think about it. If, as an apparently non-corporeal universal concept, I can think. Oh, all right, Doctor. Why not? This could actually be fun. Deal. And what do I have to do for you now? I'll let you know, Doctor. I'll let you know. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. Victor has murdered his missus in a fit of jealous rage, and John, who won't remember our little tete-a-tete -tete just then, isn't too happy. Oh, Victor! Victor, why? Uh, I don't understand. You're enjoying all this, aren't you? Of course. After all, it's your fault. What? What do you mean? Oh, come on, it's been itching at the back of your mind all these years. Why do you think you feel so guilty? He was my friend. You weren't acting as his friend when you made that deal with me all those years ago. What do you mean? Think back, Doctor. Think back. Think back to the day Torvik died. Think back to the deal you made with me then. I can't remember. That night, as you slept. That night when I came into your dreams. What are you saying? This poor creature didn't cause all this. He didn't kill Torvik. No. You did. Poor little doctor. Poor little master. Nasty little Torvik. He deserved to die, didn't he? No. Then why did you kill him? I didn't. You did. Oh, we don't blame you. You were just trying to save your friend. Seems there's a bit of me in everyone. The ability to take another's life. But as long as there's justification. You really don't remember, do you? I could never make up my mind whether you did or didn't. You killed Torvik, Doctor. And by rights, you should have been mine. You should have been the Master, and he should have been you. But, well, others had plans for you, and so I had to make you an offer. I came to you that night as you lay there dreaming childish thoughts. I came to you in those dreams, and we made the deal. I let you make the choice. You, or him. You could live with the guilt and the torment and let it eat away at you, until you became mine forever, or you could be free and give your closest friend to me. And can you remember what you said? Take him. It's true. Oh, you know it is. You created the Master when you were merely a selfish child, and you've been paying for it ever since. Can you smell the blood on your hands? And what do you think, John? Is it true? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What else is there to be said or done? Why don't you just destroy us both, here and now? End this. We were children. Neither of us deserved this torment. You don't blame me. You were a child. We both were. You killed Torvik to save me. You couldn't know what was to come. Or what's still to come. What do you mean? Many years ago I made a deal with the Doctor. Then, again, more recently we made another. 
How would you like your chance? Go on. Look at this pitiful creature. He sentenced you to a life that was no life. A life of solitude and despair. A life where everything you did failed. A life of misery. He then gave me ten years of hope. Ten years of real life. How would you like to continue as Dr. John Smith? I offer the choice to live out your life as Dr. John Smith and let this man who betrayed you become my servant. Or... Or what? Or you can save Jacqueline Schaefer. She's dead. She's dead because of you. And therefore she can live because of me. I'm not just a pretty face with fancy lights and bangs, you know. I can control time. I can create destiny. I can really save her? Tough one, eh? Who will you save? Yourself or the woman you love? Well, how can I save her? Tell me. By killing Victor. John! Don't! I see. And if I kill Victor, I become the master and your servant once more. Exactly. Can I discuss it with my friend? By all means. But keep it brief. How can you call me your friend? Let me ask you a question. How many times over the years could you have killed me? I, I don't know. Many times. Yet you never did. And how easy would it have been for you to kill me tonight? I honestly don't know if I could have done. You made the deal with death. You gave me ten years of life, Doctor. But why? Why did I do that? Because of guilt. And it's guilt that drives the woman I love to help those less fortunate. None of us are perfect, Doctor. In life, none of us are good or evil. But as the Master... That is all you are. No life, no reason, nothing. Darkness and solitude forcing you to kill all life. And I have to decide whether to become that once more. What do you suggest? You really care what I think? Do you think we would have stayed friends were it not for death? I can't think of anyone else I would rather be friends with than you. Wish I could be a little more selfish now. Leave here. Pretend none of this had ever happened. So do I. My mind is made up. I know what I must do. I'm so sorry to break up this touching little reunion, but I need your answer. I know. Wait what... a minute. Doctor, you betrayed me tonight. You're not needed here anymore. But I'm not finished with you. You owe me. At least let me say goodbye. Nope. Sorry, no time for that. Master! Goodbye, old friend. So, what is your decision to be? Her life or your life? And what did he decide? On the outer edges of an old town called Perfugium sits an old house. And in that old house sits an old man, and he sits, and he waits. He waits for the arrival of his... And it sounds as if they have arrived. The old man waits in his study as his young maid... As his young maid leaves her cooking, and with patience and a calm smile makes her way to the door to let in her master's oldest friends. Yes, yes, I heard you. Maybe keep pulling the bell and it falls on her. Inspector Schaefer, Mrs. Schaefer, please do come in. The master is expecting you. Ah, good evening to you, Jade. Hmm. What is that divine smell? It's stuffed venison, sir. 
May I take your coat, ma'am? Yes, thank you. It smells exquisite, Jane. I swear the Empress herself doesn't eat as well as your master. Oh, thank you, sir. Very good of you to say so. I'm just saying it as it is, girl. Well, if you'd like to follow me, sir, ma'am, the master is waiting for you in his study. Lead on, Jade, lead on, and we shall follow. I do hope he's got the firelight. It's a bitter night out there. They do say there's a storm coming, sir. A storm? Don't worry, my love. I think we'll be well protected from the elements in here. I was more concerned about my... I think your street urchins will be able to take care of themselves for one night, my sweet. Yes, thank you. Through here, sir. Mum? Sir, your guests have arrived. Sir? Sir? Well, Jade, where is the old devil? Perhaps he's hiding from us. You know how he likes his games. John! John! We're coming to get you. No. No, Victor, maybe I'm coming to get you. John, don't be so ridiculous, old man. What are you doing with that? John, are you all right? Hello, Jacqueline. John, I, I don't understand. What's that for? have to. I'm so sorry, Jacqueline. I really am. Please, listen to me. I'm doing this for you. What? Carving up dinner? My dear, I rather think John means to use the knife on us. On me? Oh, don't be ridiculous. John, tell him you're not... John? John! Please, Jacqueline, listen to me. Get away from me. From us. Please, listen to me. I, I don't want to do it, but Victor has to go. With him gone, you and I can be together, and I'll be free. And I still get a body. We're all winners, do you see? Go on then, John. Kill Victor. Get the girl. Become the master. Or leave Victor alive, and I get Jacqueline. Either way, I win. I don't know, don't know what to do. So did he choose his own destiny? What choice did he have? Either way, he was what he was, death's champion. I, I have to know, what happened to the master, and Victor, and Jacqueline? Nancy don't know. I hope they all found some happiness somewhere. And the doctor? What was death's punishment for him? You've listened to my story. What do you think could be the worst thing she could ask of him? He couldn't kill the most evil man alive. So, to kill an innocent? Yes. And is that... Is that why you're here? Me? You are the doctor. How did you know? Call it a lucky guess. So are you here to kill me? No. <laughs> no. You're not an innocent. Not in your chosen career. Then who... Oh, I get it. You're here to take over from me, aren't you? That's why you're telling me this story. To convince me of the darkness and evil that could be in any of us. And so you're just going to sit here and do my dirty job? Yes. Yes, I am. Because... Uh, would you like another cup of tea? Do you want me to give you the rifle? I... Do you want me to give you the rifle? No. No, I don't. But then surely death will punish you even more. I don't think my guilt or torment will ever end. You don't need to go the same way, however. Come with me. No. 
I don't think I will. I've got places to go. People to kill. You. I knew you wouldn't be able to do it. What is it about you? Why do you have to try and save everyone? That's what I am. I will not give in to the darkness. Whether I am motivated by guilt or not, I won't rest until I find him and bring him back to life. I look forward to it. Anyway, I've got to go. There's a little girl in the crowd waving her Union Jack. Oh, so proud to see whoever it is she's come to see. Trouble is, she doesn't know that she's got a severe nut allergy and the little cherub's about to bite into some flapjack. It's going to be messy. Must you enjoy your job so much? It's what I am. You can't escape fate, Doctor. Remember that. I've seen inside your head. I know your future. Oh, really? It's not too late to join me, you know. I'm not interested. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Doctor. I will save you, old friend.